Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Leftovers Podcast with Derek Kramer. I'm going to say a stupid thing right now. Pudding. Where's my money? Frank R. Curry. I didn't say run through a wall. Do it again? Okay. And Kyle Powell. The Sabres were actually a playoff spot for the entire year. On WGR550.com. So this crap has been fun here so far, and we're not even close to done with anything. Like, not even three hours in the NHL free agency and everything's just silly season all over again. Always silly season. Ever, forever, silly season free agency. This is the Leftovers Podcast, Derek Kramer, Frank Curry, and thank you for listening as uh, you've got plenty of options on what you can listen to for your free agency coverage. And now... That means that I'm actually very grateful that you're choosing to listen to us. I mean, the Sabres have, have made some moves. You probably have heard from Jason Bottrell, maybe even Jimmy Vesey, on our website at WGR550.com. So if you're listening to us, we really appreciate it. Because, like I said, there's plenty of places you can listen right now for full-on balls-to-the-wall free agent coverage in the NHL, as well as with the NBA free agency and everything like that. So, again, hearts out to you. Look at me being sentimental to start off the uh, start of this show. Get to the damn point NHL free agency is going on, right? Absolutely. Yes. So let's get to the point. I mean, let's. should we just start with the Sabres or should we start with the dumbest things that have happened in free agency? Dumbest things. Dumbest things? Yes. Because dumbest things are great. Dumbest things are great. Those contracts are kind of whack so to say, the least. So, Frank, let's start wait, it off. Wait, oh, wait, oh. wait, wait, fresh wait, from the pod. Wait, fresh, fresh from the pod. It's happening. The recording. It's happening. What's happening? It's happening. What is it's it? It's happening. Dog, I don't like the pronoun name. The Sabre. The wars. The what? The wars. The wars? What what are what wars have been taught have have been talked about the last few years that have never happened? The Sabres and making the playoffs? Not that. The other one. Your mom and your mom. Not that. The other one. <laughs> no, seriously. I, I Offer you... sheet. <gasps> oh, remember when you said it was... <laughs> you just saw it. Sebastian oh, Ajo. no. Herrick, er, no. Habs. This is from uh, Brendan Clack at NHL Update on Twitter. Screw have signed Sebastian Ajo to an offer sheet for five years screw that. at 8.4. Forget that. From the Montreal Canadiens. Yes. The Canadiens on announce I'm not going to try to speak French right now. They, but, they have it in English. But I'm, I just translated the French to you just because I saw it. Yeah. An the Canadiens announced they have made a, an offer oh. sheet to restricted free agent Sebastian Ajo. The abs have started things again. It's happening. Yeah, forget the report. The Canadians have said it. Yep. And they even said it in French. Yep. <laughs> they started it off that way. So 8.4. Holy crap. That's the maximum of the... Where they would, where if the Hurricanes do not match, Montreal would have to give up a first, a second, and a third. That's essentially the value of Thomas Tatar. Wow. It happened. Happened. But now, if you're now it's but now it's see that's the thing. Aho's not going to Montreal just yet. Carolina now has a week. Hell, if I'm the Hurricanes. I say thanks for the negotiation process. We'll take it from here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, now they have a week to decide if they want to match that or let Ajo go and take the draft picks. Yeah, I'm 
definitely keeping Aho over getting a first, second, and a third rounder. Are you kidding me? Oh, well, yeah, but now let's see if that's what Carolina's going to do. That's all. Okay. We, had to, we have to get that out of the way because that literally just happens. Well, I mean, it just happened while we were recording the podcast when this thing's yeah. out. This will be um, obviously old news. So by then, Frank, who knows, the, at this recording, the Hurricanes might have just immediately been like, yeah, we're going to just keep this They guy. might. They it might, might. It might happen by the time we end this. They, they might. We'll because, see if they do. Because everything that you've heard that's been recorded at this point or archived is out of date. Of course. It's <laughs> out of date. Yeah. Nothing is sacred anymore. But we it actually... But it happened. And... Straight up. This is the first actual offer sheet since Ryan O'Reilly in 2013 when Calgary offer sheeted him from Colorado. That was that two-year deal that he had right before he signed that one with the Sabres, the long-term one. Five years and 8.4. Yeah, again... The Hurricanes are just probably going to thank Bergevin and be like, uh, thanks for negotiating the deal for us. Yeah. We'll take it from here. You can keep your I would assu- first, I would assume, second, yeah. and third round pick. Yeah. I would, assu- I would assume that, but the fact that a player has now signed an offer sheet. Like, this isn't – we have to remember, too, with offer sheets. This isn't one where Montreal made a contract offer to Ajo. He signed it. Of course a player could sign it, and they're going to sign it. Well, then, no, that's what I mean. Like, no, this is official. Ajo signed a contract of that value with Montreal. Like, he signed, he put pen to paper. This isn't one where, like, that's a thing that a lot of people get, get confused about with offer sheets is this Montreal, like, didn't offer this to Ajo, and that's what's being announced. He signed it. He signed a contract with Montreal. Now it's a matter of do the Hurricanes match that contract and tell and 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 keep them, or does he go to Montreal and Hurricanes get draft picks? That's what it's all about now. That's why, like, that's why I think a lot of the like the off. I mean, obviously there's the stuff with the GMs who there's that internal collusion. I use quotation marks for it that they don't do offer sheets because of reasons like it's an actual contract that had, that was signed. So we'll now we'll see if the Hurricanes match it. They have a week to do so. And we'll see if there are any other ones now. The floodgates have opened. The first the dominoes are falling. Timu Meyer also signed re-signed with San Jose today at four years at six million a year. And now Aho is gonna Aho's gonna make eight point four for the next five years. It's just a matter of is it with Montreal, is it with Carolina? Yeah. This is this is easy for the Hurricanes though. Yeah, oh, oh absolutely. It's a great it's a oh, great absolutely. way to get it started again though. Yes. Cause now that means that uh Mark Bergerman does not care uh, about oh if they offer sheet our guy if we offer sheet their guy. I don't want him off for shooting our guy. All right, now do Marner. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's the one we're waiting for. Marner, Kyle Connor, Patrick Laine, Braden Point, even some, even a couple defensemen like Charlie McAvoy and Zach Rowinski. Yeah. Oh, what you got? We didn't think about this part. What's that? If Carolina matches it or they don't, regardless, it doesn't matter. Ajo's a UFA at 26. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. It's the same thing with uh, Matthews. Because he signed a five-year deal as well. Mm-hmm. There it is. Young They're players m- might be looking at five-year deals. All right, so what? So, you wanted to do something before all that went down. I did. 
Let's do that real quick. So you ready for me to get angry again? What do you get angry at? Like, remember when I went jump in the chair angry? Yeah. And actually had to tell myself to calm down? Yeah. The dummy of the week. Dante, I'm trying to fight these demons, but I'm dummy thick and the clap of my ass keeps alerting them. That's right. It's already time for the dummy of the week. And no, it's not about these NHL GMs, actually, Frank. What's it about? My name's Mike Florio, and welcome to Jackass. Oh, this again. Yes, this again. Yes, I know what you, I know what you're talking about. Okay, good. The floor is yours. Can Mike Florio just shut the hell up now, like forever? I'm sorry, but if you really wanted to look like, you know what? I'm feeling festive here with this holiday, so I'm just gonna go out and say it. I mean, again, you have many options on in which to listen to things right now. So here's something you're going to get that you're not going to get with others. If you want to sound like a dickhead, Mike Florio, congratulations, you've done it again. And this time, not just in the lame-ass threat of relocation dickhead. No, we're talking about a different kind of dickhead here. Which, by the way, in Florio's latest piece, he still does put at the bottom of this thing. At the end of the day, the Bills may avoid moving only if they convince local politicians... That they will, if necessary. No, do you want to know how bad this looks for you, dickhead? The headline that he uses on his tweet at Pro Football Talk. Bill's owners reiterate commitment to staying put, which may not be the best strategy for squeezing maximum public money out of western New York. Mike Florio, just frig off at this point, man. Forever. If you want to sound like such a corporate shrill, go ahead. But maybe next time, instead of being for pro football talk, maybe you should actually say that you're working for the NFL. Or you're just Roger Goodell's lackey. Or that, you know, you're just a dickhead. That's going to be the word of the day there, dickhead. Yes, I know, I'm supposed to be all professional and everything here because we're on a GR podcast and everything like that. But you sound, you, you sound like a dickhead. I don't have any other way to say it. Squeezing maximum public money out. I'm avoiding F-bombs today just because I think it's a good idea to avoid F-bombs every day. That's a good idea. Especially on a podcast. Even if it's only still a podcast, that doesn't mean you should be just dropping F-bombs left and right. And we be, and we here at the Leftover Podcast bleep out our F-bombs. But I just don't feel like editing today. Shut the hell up, Florio. You are so annoying at this point. I don't know what to... I guess at the end of the day, it's better that he's not being pretentious and he's just saying what he thinks should be. But to go ahead and just actively call out trying to squeeze maximum public money out of a city or a region? It really just makes you wonder how disgusting people's opinions can be sometimes. Yeah. Like, you're not even a... I might be misclassifying this for dummy of the week. Because you're just a, you're just a jerk. There's nothing sacred about a team wanting to stay in an area and not try to milk out every penny that they can from that area. There's nothing at least okay about that. No. My guess is that when you go to the Bills in the press box, you get like the corner friggin' seat and you're always pissy about it. That's my guess at this point for you. Maybe that's why you want a new stadium, because you want a better press box seat. Dude, oh, we gotta, we gotta drop by. We gotta yeah. drop by. Let's just do it. I'm pulling his mic up. I got a couple minutes. Kyle's here. 
Kyle's here. Kyle's here. Kyle's here. Minutes here. I walked by, heard Derek screaming. So. <laughs> oh yeah, we're talking about Florio right now. That's why. Oh yes, that. We we took some time off of this NHL free agency stuff because by the time you have gotten to the fifteenth minute of this podcast, it's out of date. So might as well go with something that. Uh, I just keep calling Florio a dickhead right now. Hmm. That's the operative word. So that's the main thing for me is that. Saw that. Yes, that that happened. That's, it's very exciting. Yes. Somebody but had the stones to do it. Someone had the stones to do it, and we'll we'll get your take well, on we'll that get, in a couple yeah, of seconds here. This this thing though with Florio just it's it's humorous when you go ahead and try to threaten Buffalo with the, the relocation thing again. Guess what? Our owner's still alive, moron. Those threats are gone because they bought the team with the purpose of keeping it here. Oh, but money talks sometimes. Where are they going? They sure as hell aren't going to L.A. Well, you think they're going to go to Toronto? Because that really showed well in the NFL that Toronto can hold a football team. They showed they can hold a basketball team when they win, but this is not the same thing at all. Where are you going to go? Put them in London where there's jackasses with Yankees and Red Sox hats fused together? Hey, that was fun, okay? Not the, not the fused hat. It was, that was a fun series. Oh, it was lots of all, the, all of the runs. But I'm just saying, like, they don't know what fandom is for a league that they're not a part of. Right. Or a sport that they're not really a part of. Duh. So you're not putting the bills there. What are you going to do, throw them in St. Louis? St. Louis don't even want the NFL's ass anymore. So again, Mike Florio, I do have to give you credit that you're actually just being upfront about it, but you're a sleazeball and a dickhead. I'm going back to that word, dickhead. You're a dickhead. I know. I know. I'm supposed to be all professional in stuff. Just shut up, uh, just shut up and go away forever. I don't want to hear your vile garbage anymore about Wanting to squeeze maximum public money out of Western New York. How would you feel if I said the Bills should squeeze all the maximum public money they can out of Mike Florio? You'd sound a little pissed, wouldn't you? I have to imagine he would not like that. Yeah. So you know what? I'm going to go on the campaign that the Bills should squeeze maximum public funds out of Mike Florio. Or a person should squeeze as much money as they can out of Mike Florio. Because at that point, at least, I can sound as vile as you do. Prick. Offer sheets happened. An offer sheet happened. And it was a they six. happened. It's on. It's on and popping. It's let's go, son. Substantial, too. Not Frank, substantial. correct me if I'm wrong, eight, around $8.5 million? Uh, yeah, it's, it's only it's a one, on two, and three. Little, yeah, it's only a first, second, and third that Montreal would have to give up. And it trumps Carolina's original offer of six million per. Nice Tahoe. job, Canes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for good for Bergevin and company. I mean, there's been talks all day that Montreal was being I saw some tweets calling it <clears throat> excuse me, eerily quiet. So a mm-hmm. lot of people were wondering if this was the front that was gonna happen and you know, three hours in, just about we get one. Three hours in. To free agency, we get an offer sheet. And it's just a matter of what the rest of the league might do with this, you know? Is it a monkey see, monkey do type of thing? Somebody had the confidence to throw one out there. Now are other teams going to be like, all right, well, we feel more inclined now that we're not the first. The first dom- the domino has finally fallen. Exactly. It's it's essentially like it's, free agency itself. When the first one falls, yeah. you see that first price. It's that the other guys com- know. It's that also right. combined with Timu Meyer re-signing in San Jose because he signed for a – a four-year four deal at right. $6 million a year. So now you're going to start seeing these. I think now what's going to happen is these RFAs are going to start signing those closer to those kind of contracts, whether it's an offer sheet or not. Because now no matter what, this is, that is, Sebastian Ajo just signed his contract for next season. Tweet from Chad DiDemonisis. DiDemonisis. Sorry, Chad. Hmm. Thinking about this more, if Carolina can't pay the bonus, they'll still have to match and trade him. You get more than a first, second, and third. But then corrected by Ben Mathewson saying you yeah. can't trade them for a year if they match it. Yep. So the bonus-laden front-loading of this and contract. That's, that's a big thing because. It's a big deal. 
of the bonuses that is being that's in the contract as well. Year one, his signing bonus is 11.3. This is reported by uh, Pierre LeBron. 11.3 million signing bonus. His salary is 700,000. Year two, <laughs> signing bonus is 9.87 with a 700,000 salary. His signing bonus in year three, 6.95 plus 750,000 in salary. Year four and five is 5.25 signing bonus and 750,000 in salary. You know, Carolina was warned about this. Mm-hmm. Teams talked with Aho, or they talked with the Canadians themselves about Aho. I mean, the Hurricanes themselves about Aho. They should have known this was coming. And apparently Montreal didn't like the trade talks and was like, okay, we'll go with the first, second, they and obvi- third instead. It's obvious that they didn't believe that it would happen. What is Carolina's cap situation like? I mean, they're fine. They did take on a lot of dead cap, though. Marlo, they have 22 million. Oh, my God. Marlowe. Yeah, they, like, they, to... they have 22 million. They could. 22 they can million. easily Good match Lord. it. It's just do they have the actual cash to and pay they... the signing bonuses? That's the thing. That's And that's where this gets really – that's why it's so interesting with Ajo and it's interesting how the contract is structured where it's, it's all signing bonus pretty much. And who or what is paying the rest of a buyout? There was a, there was a deal yesterday with Reimer and Darling. The oh, who's Florida, paying, who's Florida bought out Florida bought out Darling, and the Hurricanes still have Reimer. Okay. Yeah, they just traded for a goaltender. Yeah, they just traded for Reimer. Darling's and, contract. Okay. Yeah. At the very least, that cap hit, they're going to use it on a goaltender they can play. Yeah, yeah. It turns into uh, what does Robin Leonard's market look like? Yeah. Not ten million dollars a year that Bobrovsky got turned down five million per, I believe, for two seasons from the Islanders as well. Does he go back there, renegotiate there, move to Carolina? Carolina is in a place of need for a starter now. Uh, yeah, but you know this Aho thing really buried today's lead. The Hamburglar is a Buffalo Saber. <laughs> 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 and the guy who ate the burger on the ice also a Buffalo is also a Buffalo, a Buffalo Saber. Oh it's burger time. It sounds in like Rochester should have a, a burger themed. Why were night. we discussing Andrew Hammond a couple of day, a couple of podcasts ago? Anyway, we were talking about the hamburgers, and I can't. I remember think because why. it w- was it reported about Lazar. That's right. Because then we because we Lazar had the report of the Lazar signing, and yeah, there was a mention of that. And Weird. that was what that was during when Hammond went on that run in 2015 with Ottawa. Weird. And now they go full burger time. That's right. So make so a burger theme night. Rochester needs to have one. <laughs> That's right. All uh, right. So we also had our top three free agent picks for the Sabers last. I want a hamburger now. Podcast too. What we'll is our ratio? I know I'm so far over two. Nyquist to Columbus, Simmons to New Jersey. I still have Broussard out there, but I'm over yeah. two so far and out of my possible I'm out. three. You're out. I had Pavelski. One of us said Zuccarello. He said Zuccarello. I, I said Zuccarello. Um, I'm done. I had Pavelski. I Nyquist, had Zuccarello, and, uh, Donskoy, and Anders Lee. Oh, you're still in then. So I'm still yeah. in. I got Anders Lee. but Anders I'm, Lee and Derek Broussard, the little yeah. hope here for us. I don't remember <laughs> who my third – I think it was Donskoy because I think I said everybody loves Donskoy. Yeah, you definitely had two Sharks. I had two Sharks, and uh, they're both gone. And um, wait, wait, did you do a clean sweep of Sharks? No, no, I couldn't have said Gustav then, did I? You said Donskoy, Pavelski. Yeah. Or did I say besides Joe Pavelski, and then I said Nyquist? Either way, my sharks are probably scratched off here. But who was my third? Was it Marcus Johansson? Yes. Yes, it was because you were talking about his playoff performance and how you liked him in Washington before going to New Jersey. Good call. I've said so, that a lot. We all still have one. You have Johansson, Anders Lee. Hey, you did have Johansson. Derek Broussard. Yeah. All right. All hanging by a thread. When I'll I, take it. So, when I hear a quote from uh, Don Waddell last week, this, last is, from, week, this yeah. is from Sarah Siv on uh, Twitter. Waddell said, Offer sheet talk is overblown by the media, and he's in contact with a lot of GMs, and they agree. There's a lot of things <laughs> I have to worry about in this job, and that's not something I think about for one second. <laughs> Oh, how the times have changed. How the turntables. How the tables have turned. On that note, I'm going to go write an update. It was pleasure. Kyle's got work to do. Kyle's got to do actual work. Good luck the rest of the way. All right. 
Thank you for coming in. Let's see what happens with more offer sheets. and Hopefully there's more. Good night and good all. Good hockey. There you go. We got a, we got a drive-by appearance by Kyle Powell. What a guy. What a guy. Still comes in to do the podcast if he still can't have a chance to do the yep. podcast. Yep. What a dude. What a man. What a dude. I'm glad he's on our team. So. All right. Should so we? The dominoes okay. are falling. All right. So we were going to try to recap things, and then, then, then that happened. And then that happened. Well, we, we could still do that. Like, Bobrovsky signed seven years, $70 million in Florida. That was expected. Oof, that's a lot, though. <laughs> Florida signed Strawman. They signed Brett Connolly. Panarin signed in. Signed with the Rangers, 11.6. What the hell? Oh. And it's also being reported, sounded like he left money on the table from, like, it seems like the Islanders. And Columbus last night was trying to get him signed for eight years, and he said no at, like, $96 million. And he said no to that. So, he, so now the brand man's off to MSG. Uh, Kyle said Wayne Simmons signed in New Jersey. One, he, he's taking a gamble on himself one year at five million. And <laughs> did you see Pittsburgh? What about Pittsburgh signing Brandon Tanev to a six-year contract? What the hell is Jim Rutherford doing? He's at this lost point? it. He trades Phil Kessel. Yeah, Phil Kessel got traded too. Yeah, Sabres got Colin Miller. Between he did. last podcast and now. And now Jimmy VC. I've got something to say about that in a little bit. Yeah, VC's a Sabre. Gave up a 2021 third. VC's a Sabre for real this time. Yeah, for real. Duchesne <laughs> official with Nashville. Everyone saw that one coming. Yeah. I mean, a lot. It, it, the thing is, a lot of the signings we've, we've seen, we saw coming. Myers to Vancouver. Yep. Happened. Yeah. No, Duchesne to Nashville, Bobrovsky to Florida, Panarin to the Rangers. Was, I think a little surprised because there's a lot of talk with I mean, Florida. The, but you knew they were the Rangers were there. Yeah, the Ra- it was like it was either Florida or the Rangers. Yeah, for Panarin. Zuccarello went to Minnesota. Donskoy to Colorado. That was expected. That one hurts. It does a little bit. Nyquist went to Columbus. I thought that was going to be a match. With Panarin leaving, and that ended up happening. He got probably the money I suspected he would. Five five. We got four five, four five point. Oh well, yeah, five point five. Yeah, on the cap hit. Yeah, for four years. I thought he was going to get six six, but yeah, I, mean, I thought because it's it's Gustav. He yeah. always just gets a little less recognition than he deserves. Yeah. So it just happens like that. And then we then the Sabers made moves today with trading for Jimmy VC signing. J.S. Dia, uh, Curtis Lazar, John Gilmore, and Andrew Hammond. What the hell are the Panthers doing? Uh, going for it. I mean, even without getting Panarin and signing Bobrovsky, like you signed a goalie until he's thirty-seven with yeah. a ten million dollar cap oh, hit. Yeah, that means that that's they're go- they're going for it. And no, it just means they have the same thing as before. They had Luongo on a big ass contract. Right? Yeah, it was a. Uh, yeah. They're now at $4 million in cap space. Yeah. How were they supposed to have signed Panarin again? There was talk. Now of, you know why they're out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> Bobrovsky. Well, there was talk of potentially Hoffman getting dealt. Which, that's not going to happen now. Yeah. Now you know why Florida was out. They don't have the money. Even then, they still have, they a, have, de- pay they Scott still da- have a deadly team. They have to pay Scott Darling $2.3 million next year to not exist. I think they're okay with that. I mean, their top six is still Huberto, Barkov, Hoffman, Trocek, Evgeny Dadanoff. And now they added Brett Connolly. And they still have Henrik Borkstrom, too. Yeah. I, either way. By the way. Brovsky uh, has not been 
the most consistent of players, and he gets $10 million a season? Uh, Daniel Regan, by the way, is signing with the Rangers. So kind of right, that was fun. Yeah. Fun while last in the Kane trade. But that Kane trade also got you Brandon Montour, so it's fine. Now Pavelski getting $7 million Pavelski, a season yep. in three years. Yep. I would have loved to hit that contract. Mm-hmm. That would have been fantastic. For Dallas Sanders. also signing uh, freshly bought out, two freshly bought out players in Corey Perry, which was expected, and Andre Sakara, former saver. The uh, Zaitsev trade was official. Zaitsev going and Cody, and Connor Brown going to Ottawa for Cody Cece and pretty much just a bunch of other stuff that doesn't really matter. Matt Zuccarello, five years, $6 million yep. per season. I mean, you know what? Go ahead, Minnesota. I mean, there's still guys like Jake Gardner's out and still available. Anders Lee. Anders Lee, yep. Uh, you mentioned Derek Broussard as a cheap option for the Sabres, which doesn't sound that bad, but I think – I still think they're going to try to look for a center through trade. But if, but if there's a scenario where Broussard is there, like, come August, I'd – you know, I'd offer him a, like a PTO, mm-hmm. if if that's the case, or sign him to a cheap con, something cheap. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't got, I would not have a problem with that. But, but now it's all about the, the offer sheets. Carolina should are, still easily match this. They should. They have the cap space to do it, but do they have the cash? That's the question. That's why I think this becomes so interesting because do they have the money to pay the signing bonuses right away? If they do, then they'll, then they'll match it. But if they don't, they're going to have to let him go and take the draft picks. Now it hurt. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So Carolina's that's in, ma- yeah, that's what makes this Carolina's in an interesting spot. I'm just glad to see that it happened. Oh yeah, yeah. I was always doubting it would it would uh, happen, but it did. So it's great. Uh, Don Waddell's also got I got a couple quotes from him that he said uh, just now, pretty much. He said about the about. The offer sheet. I'm actually surprised it wasn't more. My summer just got better because I don't have to spend all summer negotiating a contract now. Sounds like they're going to match it. Yeah, and he even says these words about um, if you go back in time, I think every offer sheet but one was matched. Penner. Yep. That was the only one that wasn't. Yep. And that was back in like 2009, I think, 2008. Right around there. It was the Thomas Vanek year. Was it the same year? Same year. Huh. Same year, and okay. the Ducks were pissed, and the Sabres were pissed that the, that Kevin Lowe's just throwing offer sheets around everywhere. Yeah. I remember That's that right, being yeah. the case. That's right, yeah. Because they struck out on Vanek because Regeer was like, I can't let this guy walk. Yep. And he matched it, like, right away. And then it happened again with the Ducks, and they were like, okay, no. We're not doing that, and you're a jerk. Yeah. And Darcy Gear's like, I agree. He's a jerk. So the Sabres, they seem to be more active on the trade market than the free agency market. Every that's something that, everyone should have been seeing coming. Yeah, that not that's not surprising. We're all hanging on to like one of our potential like ideal players. Yeah, like but Johansson, Johansson, Anders Lee. It's Johans. It's, it's it's Marcus Johansson, Anders Lee, and Derek Brassard. Realistically, yeah, they were not going to be amongst the first three hour kind of guys anyway. No, we knew they were going to be wait them out guys. So we'll see what happens throughout the course of the week, and we'll see what happens throughout the course of the summer, really, because you do the a if Rissalainen does get traded, it can happen at any time. Yeah. Like. Batra already already talked to the media today. But one year ago when he talked to the media, then he traded Ryan O'Reilly. Exactly. And on a lazy day in August, we got Jeff Skinner. So 
it can happen. A trade can happen at any time. They could get the center that they want at any point. Hell, a trade happened a couple of days ago. Colin Miller was Colin acquired. Miller just got traded. Yeah, exactly. Back on Friday. Yeah. If the writing's not on the wall for a guy like Rasmus Wisselainen or Zach Bogosian, well, it's there now. You have to think that that's the case. There's just too many right shots. There's too many defensemen in general, even left shots. Because even in particular, though, the right side. Yeah. In particular. In particular, they ha- they now have five NHL defensemen on, on the, the right, right side. side alone. Yeah. And they have on the left side, Darlene McCabe, who needs who still needs a contract. Scandella Hunwick. Yep. And then, I mean, they did sign John Gilmore, who has played Pilot in the NHL. Should and Pilot, too, yeah. So, like, that's five to six. And then you've got Will Borgen and waiting on the right you've side. You've got Will Borgen on the right side. You have Casey Fitzgerald on the right side, too, who likely won't see any time in the NHL this year, but he's still there. He's a guy. He's a right-handed shot defenseman under contract. Um, and then on the left side, too, you still have Brandon Hickey. you got Jacob Bryson coming in as well. So, that's a lot of defensemen. Yes, it is. They're going to have to move one or two. So, I don't know if they're trying to dump salary at the same time. I doubt it. No, they're probably just trying to get another forward. Yeah, I'm saying they might. They, there's also a possibility they could be trying to do both, too. Like, Why would they need to dump salary? They're still at $12 million. They don't I mean, need yeah. to. I mean, yeah, they don't need to, but it's a matter of wanting to. They may it's about want just to. signing your RFAs, and that's not going to cost you twelve million dollars. I think that all depends on McCabe. We'll see, but we'll see. We'll we'll see about that. So the Sabers trade. I mean, if they trade Ristolainen, and they'll they'll easily they'll easily be able to sign all their well the RFAs that they want to sign. That's essentially going to that's Remy Ellie. I would assume they want to bring back. You know they they should be re-signing C.J. Smith because he might be he could be on the team next year and he's still an intriguing young player. Lee Solmark, Jake McCabe, and Evan Rodriguez, and then there's still Gergesen Larson. You don't know what's going to happen with them. All right, so the Sabers, by the way, they trade what is a second round pick and a fifth. It was Colin a second Miller. round. It was the St. Louis second round pick in 2021, uh, okay. and it was a fifth in 2022. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. So. So that O'Reilly trade looks a little better. A little bit better. Certainly. And again, you weren't going to win it right away. Uh, no. Duh. The best players still left your roster. Still yep. happened. Ryan Johnson looked pretty smooth at Dev Camp. People started hating Brandon Hickey at Dev Camp. Renaud Lavoie is also saying in the offer sheets for Ajo, no. No trade clause, no no movement clause in it. No clause at all in the contract, which is interesting. Wait, what? No Ooh. clause at all. So, like, the no movement clause, the no trade clauses, they're not there. All right, yeah, this is this is an intro offer sheet. <laughs> yeah. We'll get them again, but it's not a uh... – come on. Let's be real here. Carolina's probably going to make Bergevin get some hope that he's got it. And, uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think it's gonna get. It's gonna get I bet mashed. he's gonna try to. Uh, I bet Wandel's just gonna try to give Bergevin some hope. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Oh, on the sixth day, we yeah, we were we were matching this. We were matching Probably. it the whole time. I mean, I I wouldn't expect anything to happen right away as well. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Wendell saying if uh, if they do anything today, it just helps Montreal, and he might not feel like helping them at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, that's fair. You know, like, make them wait it out, because now that means Montreal can't do anything else for now. Yep. Because they need to find out on the books what's going to happen. Do they have their draft picks or not? Do they have their draft picks? Do they have the money on the books to do other things right now? Yep. Wendell's going to make them wait six days, I think. Yep, Probably. Because if I do remember things about offer sheets, you fight petty with petty. Do you remember uh, I, it was Kessler and Bacchus? Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, I think uh, I think there's going to be pettiness fought with this one on Wandel because he definitely didn't sound happy that it happened. Well, no, just a week ago he said he would. He said there's no way it would happen. He said he wasn't worried about it. By the way, if you need any information on any of the Sabres transactions, Brayton has been hard at work with all of it today. So definitely check that out at WGR550.com. Brayton's been all over it. Paul Hamilton's been all over it. Joe is helping out as well. Everyone's tagging in. It's a full effort for these guys as they've been doing this stuff. Meanwhile, I'm here on my day off recording a podcast. So So everyone's chipping in. Yay. Kyle came in right before his shift and uh, and joined us for a little bit. So everyone's chipping in here today at WGR 550, and thank you again for listening. All right. So we talked about Colin Miller a little bit here. Let's actually talk about Colin Miller. Mm-hmm. Guy comes in. He's going to probably play your top four defense, probably on the second pairing. Likely, yes. What does it mean for Rasmus Ristolainen? I don't know. It, but what does this mean for a guy like been, Colin Miller, who's on a very affordable well cap hit? It's as it's been reported. Well, Ristolainen, it's as it's been reported. The Sabers aren't actively trying to move him, but they will for the right offer. Right. But it all. But it sounds like that they don't mind having their three right. And the defenseman being Montour, Miller, and Ristolainen next year. It sounds like they're fine with that. And if they're fine with that, well, that's fine because that's three pretty good defensemen. You know, you know, Colin Miller, we have to see what he can do in an expanded role. You know, I mean, Vegas just wasn't using him last year. And I thought his first year in Vegas, he looked good. Um, the underlying numbers kind of also suggest that he is a, he, he's a good he's a good second pairing defenseman. Maybe he shouldn't play the power play. Mm-hmm. So you so it all depends on how he's used. But Mike, I mean, the one thing that I've always taken away from Colin Miller, dude's got a shot. He's he a can sh- he can really shoot the no. He's like, very offensively gifted though. Yeah, like, not like, just the shots. Like no, but his, like his shot gets through. That's the big thing. That's what I'm saying. Like an like, offensively gifted guy, he's savvy enough to know how this shot's going to get through. Is it going to be able to get through all this traffic? Is it low? Is it going to be something that can be tipped yeah. or maneuvered around? Yeah, he's very. He's got that IQ offensively, and he's fine defensively too. Like he's not a liability. Yes. He's not fantastic in his own end, but he's not a problem. But he's, exactly, he's not a problem. That's a good, and that, that's kind of more more of what defensemen are becoming now because it's such an an offensively hev, heavily league, and that's where and that's where hockey should be going into more offense, so you're going to get that from your defensemen as well. You still obviously want to be able to play defense, but it's not going to be it's not going to be great. But you're going to see enough. Or you hope to see enough, and that's what matters more. And now it's a matter of how is how is him and Ristolainen, if they're both, Miller will be here. If Ristolainen is here, how will they all be used? That's going to end up being the question. Because you also have Casey Nelson, who looked like he's a reliable third-pairing guy. And if you think he's a part of your future as well, if you think he's a, he should be a regular then you have to move a right-handed guy, and that would be Ristolainen. So now that's that's what that's I think that's where Botro's at. I think. By the way, Colin Miller, yeah, is on in his NHL career has an average of point three nine six points per game. It's not bad as a defender. As a defenseman, it's not in bad, his yeah. four years in the NHL, yeah, ninety nine points in two hundred and fifty games. Yeah. The big thing you look at, though, with Colin Miller, you mentioned that shot and how it gets through. Mm-hmm. Like I just mentioned, he's very savvy about where he's got to put that shot. Can it stay low? Can it be deflected? Can it be used on a rebound? It's also just because he loves to shoot, too. Yes, but Miller in his two years in Vegas, 31 and 26 assists, respectively. Yeah. That means that shot is getting through and it's getting tipped around. It's getting 
it's getting tipped after or rebounds. it's going somewhere where it gets to another player. Or he's moving that puck to another player to yep. get it open. Yeah. If you're a Sabres fan, you can't be mad at this deal. No, at you all. love it. You have to. Like you've been wanting them to make a, to make some kind of move, and there it is. And it's and as we are, we're suspecting with Ristolainen, and now you're suspecting the team will move make another off one. Of a position of strength, a surplus of sorts. Yeah, and that and that's also a part of that worries me too. No, because Botchel can In easily way, go ahead and no, tell another you, but general that's the thing, manager. You can't, but that's the thing. He well, can tell another manager, general manager, we've got Ristolainen. I can put him on the third pair. I don't need him here, but you need him. Right. That's the thing. Right. Like that. That's the thing. But I can still have him here and very much enjoy him on the third pair. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like sometimes you always want to be weary about moving a position of strength to address a position of weakness. But at the same, t- but at the same time, if you're, if you're going, if you're using that negotiating tactic, that also means that you're confident that Casey Nelson is a regular on your defense, and he should be. But but you're also not afraid to go ahead and just stick Ristolainen in there too. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like that's where the negotiating standpoint could go. It's like Bacho could be like with GM who has center that who has forward, let's say a center that the Sabers want. Okay, you want Ristolainen, cool. Uh, I don't want to pay that much for this player, but I do have Ristolainen, and I will trade you him. I would prefer it to be a one-for-one one or maybe Ristolainen and like a low lower-end draft pick for said player. I don't want to give you. I don't want to give you more. See, if you don't want to do that, I'll just keep Ristolainen as a th- as my third-pairing defenseman, and that's not that's not a problem. See, I got this guy named Casey Nelson who I really who I really want as my third-pairing guy, but I have no problem sticking Ristolainen there and just terrorizing every team with him with him as a third-pairing guy. So unless unless you want Ristolainen and terrorizing teams with teams on your second pair, you're gonna get you're gonna we're gonna make a deal like this. And I can and I can use Casey Nelson the way I want to because I want to use Casey Nelson. But I'm not afraid of using Ristolainen in the same role. Yeah. So that's where so that's where he's not dealing he's not dealing with using a a strength that the Sabres have, which is they have a lot of defense, but he's de- he's dealing from a position of power. He holds the cards in that. And if there is a trade that happens where the Sabres get a forward that they want, like ideally a second-line center, and they trade Ristolainen for it, and the less if, – if, if, if we find out that it's the less that Sabres don't give up a lot, like if it's a one-for-one one or it's a Ristolainen, let's say, a lower-end draft pick – and he get you get the player you want. That means you know that Bacho was Bacho traded from a position of power from a position of strength. Yes. So and, that, and that's what and and that and that that's what you want to see for sure. Now the Sabers are not done. I would suspect at forward, even though they added a guy like Jimmy VC. It cost a third round pick for the second time to acquire Jimmy VC. <laughs> yeah. Except this time. He'll actually play for the Sabres in the next season. Also, it's a third-round pick two years from now, not a third-round pick in the same okay, year. Okay, either way, if it was say it was the third-round pick this year, for example, which they do not have thanks to the Jeff Skinner trade, I do believe. Yes, that is true. So they don't have a third-round pick this year anyway. Who cares? That's not my important part here. Nope. Here's the thing. He actually traded for the guy to actually play here instead of just the contract rights the negotiation rights, I should say, despite the fact that VC said all along he wants to go to free agency and he wants to sign with the sign with the Rangers. Yeah. Hey, let's trade a third round pick for him anyway. You owe us this negotiation, dude. It was that Ooh. kind of asset mismanagement that put Tim Murray out on his ass. Yeah. So here's and, my, here's I mean, my I, thing, real quick before we actually talk about Jimmy VC the player. Sure. If anyone tries to peddle this whole Jimmy VC didn't want to come to Buffalo Bull crap, I'm not having it. I'm not buying it. And also, also, if you're actually so sensitive about something that happened back in 2016 about him not signing with Buffalo and you boo the player as a Buffalo Sabre, you are the worst you deserve to have anything that someone's holding as a concession be thrown at you, and you are not allowed to complain about it or get angry. 
because you spent your anger on booing Buffalo Sabres winger Jimmy VC. Who the bleep cares about VC anymore other than the fact that now he's here. Now he's in your middle six. He's going to play probably your third line. Possibly if injuries happen, he can fill in on the second line and not be terrible at it. But hey, no, he spurned Buffalo. I don't want him here. Are you dumb? They need all the scoring depth they can get. The answer is yes, by the way. Well, yeah. If you say that, you're dumb. Yes, if you say that, you're dumb. I just, I'm asking rhetorically. Yeah. You boob. Hey. But again, yeah, no, if you're going to waste yeah. your energy on that and I have to waste my breath on acknowledging this kind of idiot like Norman on Twitter over there, don't be Norman. <laughs> and if you're a person named Norman that's okay with the Jimmy VC trade, someone named Norman decided to be all a butthurt yeah, about a, it. A so, so a, a dickhead. Not that far. You sure? I mean, I'm going to go ahead and just take you saying dickhead, but at the same time, <laughs> I don't know if it's that far. All you're right, just, hey, you're just gotta... an idiot. You're not a you're not a terrible person like Mike Florio. You're just a you're just an idiot, All wasting right. your energy. Can I read a Pierre LeBrun tweet? What happened now? It's not about what happened, but what, what could happen, especially with offer sheets now back to being a thing. Someone go eleven and seven on Marner, you cowards! Yeah, really. Hearing from a few team sources that Kyle Connor got calls again today from other teams, but at this point, not clear whether that would lead to anything. So more more players are getting calls. That's what we're. So the the offer sheet wars are on. Like one player has signed it. Now, do other players? And just the fact that they're happening at some point, we're going to start seeing offer sheets not being matched. Carolina will match Aho and keep him. But now it's a matter of what do other teams do? Yes, but my big thing, though, going back to the Sabres here, I do suspect that maybe we actually get a decent middle six scoring depth out of Jimmy VC, and that's the important part here. Please don't waste your time on this. Don't waste your time on no. this fake outrage. Yeah. Don't waste your time yeah, asking just... a question to Jimmy VC. You got it out of the way of the conference call. It had to come up. Let's be real about this. I don't need to call anyone out for bringing it up because it, it's something that actually happened. But there's nothing personal about him against Buffalo. No, that's not the case. It never was. Tim Murray was just an idiot. Tim Murray gave up a third-round pick to try to convince him otherwise. He knew. He, he, VC even said he wanted to go to the Rangers from the start. He knew what he was doing before anything even happened. He already had his mind made up. I'm going to go play for the Rangers. He had the right to do that by not signing with Nashville. Tim Murray was like, well, let's try to convince him otherwise. We have Jack Eichel. They're friends. Let's see if we can convince him, other- convince him that. VC said, nah, I already know what I'm doing. I'm going to, the- I'm going to New York to play for the Rangers. That's and, it. And like, you know what? It was a risk. Like, I thought it was a you bad have, one. You have more of a reason to not like Cal Peterson for that reason. Yes. Than Jimmy VC. Or an extension of that Will Butcher, who they didn't even trade the rights for. I wouldn't. I, I, no, you don't even put Will he, Butcher in No, that. He actually Will got put in dev camp, though, at, at the uh, Prospects tournament. Oh, I know he did, and it's stupid that I'm, he did. And I'm saying that the people that like, booed VC are. Butcher is in the same boat. Butcher is obviously in the same boat as VC. Like. They both knew what they were doing beforehand. Obviously, Cal Peterson did too. But he was our property from the start. You got something? Travis Yost suggesting something that let's go. Bergevin may have started something once again, hopefully. He may have. Yost, Travis Yost saying that Ajo offer street, uh, the offer sheet structure, mm-hmm. big signing bonus money up front. Might return next summer for Ottawa and Thomas Shabbat. You oh. know Eugene Melnick is a cheap bish. Oh, that's, yeah. He next is year, a yeah. cheap mofo. Yeah. 
he may, he very well may tell Dorian to take the picks on Thomas Chabot. Mm-hmm. Something anywhere similar? Yeah. Like, that's a good – Like, a, Mark Bergevin may not have point. succeeded here. But, but he started something. But we hope that it's the beginning of a revolution. The door is opened. He opened the door. Let's – He Like, that – that You had to room, kick it a couple times because that thing was jammed shut for a while. You just – <laughs> that door that door was that door was locked shut for the last six years like he didn't with all the GMs ma- mashed in that room who have always thought about I wonder what it's like if I go into this room Bergevin just kicked with the it sign with the sign on the door that says offer sheets. Bergevin kicked it. He had to do, and he, do it. And a couple Bergevin times. was like, you know what? I'm doing this. No, no, no. It wasn't dramatic. It was just like a little it, this offer sheet is little kicks like come on. Yeah, but it took six years to open that door. That's why it was little kicks. Um, also, the offer sheet is not eleven million on seven years. If oh, that no. happens, the the door got blasted down. Just, the door got Let's hit. go, Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. The door got hit by a rocket launcher. Yeah, you just threw an RPG at that yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> but no, that didn't happen yet. No, Bergman, no, it's, it's little nudges. There yeah, the door the door is open. But it's not destroyed. Crap, my hand hurts now. <laughs> All right. There's, last, there's one last thing we have to do. Okay. We have to laugh at the Knicks. <laughs> wow. NBA free agency had so much happen that I cannot even properly describe to you what the hell is going on. One thing I did see, though, was that the Knicks were not going to give – Kevin Durant, a max contract. Yes, I know he tore his Achilles. But guess what all the other teams did that he talked to? Max contract. They offered a max contract. Dolan, sell the team. I hope that Knicks fans in attendance at Madison Square Garden next year just go into a chant, sell the team. They already do. In unison, every one of them. Yeah. You're just watching it. You're you tune into MSG to watch the Knicks play. Which first off, which why? first off, yeah. Which I'm sorry. There's no hope for you. If you see a Knicks fan, please give them a hug. Yes. If you see a Knicks fan, absolutely give them a hug today. Yes. And the next day. Yes. And the next day. Yes. Check on them. Mm-hmm. Please, please make sure they're okay. Because they're probably that reminds us. Very we need angry. to. Uh, we should probably check on our friend Manny. See how he's doing. A former intern of the station. Yes. yes. He lives right down the street from me. I should go. I should go over there later today. Anyway, but we need to laugh at how pathetic the Knicks are. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but it's under like it's understandable that you you would be worried about a player who destroyed his Achilles is likely not going to play for all of next season. About signing him to a max contract, but it's Kevin Durant. He is he is a top five player in the world. Dude, did you know that the opening odds on the NBA championship, the Knicks were at 15 to 1? They were actually the fifth highest unlikely odds to win the 2020 NBA championship. Was this like. On, after, like the opening odds, after the season had ended with the Golden State Warriors losing. It opened that must with, have been assuming it opened Warriors, Bucks, Rockets, Celtics, Knicks. That must have been assuming KD and Kyrie were going to New York. First off, to the Knicks. You're dummies for assuming that anything good happens to the Knicks. Yeah, I saw that's that true. and I remember immediately laughing my ass off. Yeah. And then, oh hey, look at that. The Knicks didn't get him. Oh hey, look at that. They weren't even offering a max contract for Kevin Durant. Because it's James Dolan and the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Never change. Because you make me, as a Sabres fan, know that there is no thing worse than being a friggin' Knicks fan. Damn. I mean, Met, there's Mets fans, too. Mets fans at least have things that they can look at and say, hey, we have championships that are awesome. Hey, they made the finals twice in this millennium. Exactly! They've done things as of recent. They have Tim Tebow every spring training. I'm obviously throwing that last one in in jest. 
they they have to pay Bobby Bonilla every year on this day. Actually, I mean, today's Bobby Bonilla yeah, day. The, the last time the Knicks were able to win a championship was 1973. Yeah. The Mets mm. have done that far more recently. 86. Yes. It was 86 the last That's one. still 33 years ago. But they also, like you said, have NL pennants. Recent to this day. You know 2015? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Forgot about that. And they have two wins in the World Series in those two years. Two wins. That's it. Just two wins. Still made five it Five games to the Yankees. They were still relevant. And five games to the – was it five games to the Royals? Or did they get swept? I think it was five games. I'm going to take a look at that. But, again, the big thing being they've at least shown relevance. They were last in the playoffs in 2016. They're, the Mets' problem is just they always have bad yeah, luck. Yeah, it was five games. But the Mets' problem is they always just have bad luck. It's not like their owner's actively trying to just be terrible like Eugene Melnick or James Dolan. I mean, they kind of do. But there's just a lot of bad luck with the Mets. There really is. It's a lot of bad luck and incompetence. For the Knicks, it's just incompetence. Incompetence is different. It's like both franchises are terribly run. The Mets just, they get some good players, but then nothing happens. And then, but then bad things happen. The Knicks just don't get good players because they're the Knicks. And then when they do get a good player, they get rid of them. Yep. All right. Thank you for listening to Leftovers Podcast. Derek Kramer. Frank Curry. And there was a lot that we had to go over in this one, um, especially since offer sheets had just happened while we were recording this. Badass. And we are close, Frank. We're in July. We are. The 11-day power play starts this month. It starts on Friday, as a matter of fact, the opening ceremonies. 5th through the 15th at Harbor Center. Bunch of, bunch of people are skating in this thing. Go support them as much as you can. And I have to, I have to hit it as often as possible now, Frank, because we're not looking back anymore. It's on my Twitter page. On my pinned tweet, I will also tweet it out throughout the day today at Derek Kramer 49 on Twitter. It's my pinned tweet, too, at Frank R. Curry. Get us that final push on donations. Yes. Let's get this thing going. And, of course, I would be remiss if I did not say that we are playing. I am playing on the 10th for Team WGR. And we are both playing on the 11th. And then we play both on the 11th. Team WGR plays on the 10th, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. at Harbor Center. And, and then, then our team plays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Nice. On Thursday the 11th, which is nice. It's nice. It'd be nicer if you came out and supported us. Yes. And I will but go ahead and come say come out it. and support everyone there. I'm playing six hours worth of hockey. Yeah. Which means, starting right now, if you give a donation to my page, you can command of me a celebration that I'm going to have to attempt to fulfill. And because I'm very self-conscious, I know I'm going to score a goal within six hours of hockey, but I might have to squeeze it all in at once. Because I'm going to go ahead and not believe that I will score more than one goal at sometimes. So let me know what I got to do. Hit the Sally hard. Because I got to beat out last year. Last year I sallied with guitars and surfing on my stick. Help me out. Donate. And give me a Sally to top it. No, I will not strip on the ice. Damn it. <laughs> Okay, Frank, I've got enough questions for you off the air. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. 
I know it's been a beefy podcast. It was at some point a dumb podcast because I'm yelling about Mike Florio being a jackass. And there's a lot of NHL coverage that you can go ahead and continue to deal with. This week's also a really weird one for us at WGR with no instigators or one bills live for the rest of the week. That means we've got the likes of Nate Geary, Brayton Wilson, and Joe DiBiase all hosting throughout Sal Capaccio will take a day as well from the 10 to 3 spots. So give them a listen. They're always good. They're good peoples. Always good peoples. You hear Joe all the time on, on the nightcap as well. So Brayton, Nate, Sal, they'll be hanging out throughout the week as well in addition to their usual Saturday stuff. Thank you for listening. Derek Kramer. Frank Curry. This has been the Leftovers Podcast. And hey, the offer sheet wars have returned. Now we have to see if they just get more intense. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.